Hello and welcome to our Cornerstone Church podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're taking time to equip and inform over these next few weeks on the season of Lent. What is it? How can we best use this season as we are taking this journey to the cross, to the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ that we are going to be celebrating on Easter Sunday. So again, we want to thank you for joining in. And Pastor John is going to be bringing the guidance for us this week. But before we get into the bulk of the episode, we want to continue to point you to some other resources that we have as a church during this season. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, we do have a Lent guide on our website that has our prayer focuses for every week, what we're praying through as a community, what we're fasting for, and what we're expecting God uh, to do as we anticipate this Easter season ahead of us. We do have prayer and fasting taking place on Thursdays, and that prayer happens Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. on Zoom. That's a corporate time of prayer where we just gather with one another and pray through these different things together. And we just ask that you would take that time yourself as the Lord is leading and prompting you to make these uh, a priority, really, a priority throughout your days. We also have community with one another. We have life groups the second and fourth Thursdays of the month. And we truly believe that the best way to engage in this season of Lent is not doing it alone, but doing it together as we're waiting in anticipation for the glorious celebration of Jesus's resurrection. So one of the great ways you can do that is through our life groups as we're just walking through life on this journey following Jesus together. So welcome to week two of the podcast. If you missed the first week, you can find our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and we just ask that you would subscribe to our page, and that way you'll always have access to uh, any future talks that we're posting here on our page. So we're going to get to the rest of the podcast now. Thanks for being with us. I'm glad that you're with us as we're taking this journey as a church uh, during this season of Lent leading up to the cross and the empty tomb of Jesus. Um, This is maybe a little bit unusual uh, for a Protestant Pentecostal church to uh, focus on this um, and maybe not part of your normal tradition for some and others it 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 has been but it's it um, maybe maybe had different emphasis and um, anyway here we are we believe that as a church it's beneficial for us um, not to dig too deep into it, but to say this is a season for us to really pause, which was the uh, the original intent that we kind of step back and um, we reflect on the work of Christ um, at Calvary. And so this is something that we have um, determined and decided that would be good for us um, to take these weeks rather than have Easter come and go, you know, it's very different than the Christmas season that it seems everybody in the world has adopted. Um, You can go uh, out and see the lights and the decorations and in the stores, um, they transform themselves into Christmas. Um, And I know that they have distorted the meaning of Christmas and the birth of Jesus, um, but it's all around us. You can't ignore it. Um, but Easter isn't quite the same. It's a little bit more um, 
theological. It's a little bit of a deeper uh, thing that the world really doesn't want to deal with because of the implications of the cross and the risen Christ. And so uh, the world ignores it, and oftentimes it sneaks up on us in the church, and it comes and goes very quickly. We don't sing months of, of Christmas songs, and um, you don't hear them playing in the stores, and uh, apart from maybe some uh, Easter uh, candy and, and egg coloring kits, it's, it's largely ignored. And so we just want to take this time to, to say we are not going to let this pass us by that easily. And so that's what we're doing during this season. And so we're glad that you're, that you're coming along with us. Some of you reading uh, some of the scripture um, texts that we've been putting out, some of the devotion uh, books that uh, we have recommended. And, um, and we're glad that you're doing that along with us. And we are praying that it brings you um, into a deeper walk with God and, and uh, really a more meaningful season leading up to Easter. Last week we talked about um, kind of the, 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 the big picture of this season. Pastor JC did that. And uh, of course one of the main themes that he mentioned and that brings us all through this season is um, the theme of repentance and what that means, a turning away from sin. But I know a lot of times this idea of repentance is um, negative in people's minds. It's kind of got this uh, sense of despair and despondence, despondency and um, sort of a, a down uh, conversation, a, a down time. And certainly there is. A, a repentance is a, is a brokenness. It's, uh, it's a sorrow over sin and, and our sinful condition. Um, it, it's a time of, the um, Bible talks about mourning and sorrow. And, um, and so that's, that's certainly a part of it. Um, but this week we want to move from um, the act of repentance, which is a daily thing. That's not a one time you did it and now you move on. But it really is a constant um, position of a Christian that we're, we're living in this um, uh, spirit of repentance, an attitude of repentance before God, recognizing our need for him. Um, but but it's, it's really a, a, a blessing. It's a wonderful gift that God has given to us because it takes us from the place of despair from the place of sin and, and it brings us to himself and so I just want to mention that's that's our theme this week as a church moving from darkness to light going from the place of sin into um, the, the place of salvation and and redemption and the glory of God that um, now shines in and on us and so um, I'm considering uh, the first place my mind went when um, I was considering this idea of darkness to light is um, Peter's letter. And he writes this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, we find it, where Peter says, You, that's us as followers of Jesus, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, 
that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is a theme that is throughout scripture. And um, it's a powerful thing when, when we consider and, and all of us can look back at some point in our lives and remember the darkness. We can, uh, we can remember, and of course this is speaking of a spiritual darkness or this uh, really like a blanket of sin that covers us when we were ignorant of God's provision of salvation. We were ignorant of who he really is, his love for us, his mercy, his grace, his sacrifice, uh, his promise, his hope. Uh, we knew none of that. We were just um, wandering in darkness. We were, we were um, groping in it. We were lost in it. And God has come to us and brought us out of darkness, Peter says, into his marvelous light. It is, it is truly um, a wonder, uh, a glorious thought, this light um, bursting upon us. Um, and he says, this is his, his uh, other translation, say his most excellent light. And um, it seems that uh, there is a reference here <clears throat> that Peter would be very familiar with. It was a form of praise and thanksgiving that was used by the Jews, particularly at the time of Passover. And one of the things that they would say and, and recite during their Passover feast and celebration were this, we are bound to confess, to praise, to glorify him who hath done for our fathers and for us all these wonders. He hath brought us out of bondage, referring to particularly um, Egypt and the Exodus um, under Moses, he has brought us out of bondage to liberty, from sorrow to joy, and from mourning to a good day, and out of darkness into great light. And, and so this, this was certainly part of what they understood um, God having done uh, for them as a people uh, hundreds of years before. And um, another part of their mourning prayer they would, they would pray this, I confess before thee, O my God, and the God of my fathers, that thou hast brought me out of darkness into light. So this was really a daily thing that they reminded themselves of, that um, God has delivered them from that place of spiritual blindness. And he has opened their eyes to himself. Uh, the prophecies that we talk often about at Christmas time. Um, speak of Jesus coming as a light. Jesus himself declares himself to be the light of the world. And so there is this, this beautiful picture of the deliverance of God that he has brought to us today. But now that he's brought us into this light, there's, um, there's something that we are responsible to do. Um, the first is what we read in, in um, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He says um, that, that God has given us this place and this position um, as his people and as those who've been called out of darkness into light, that we may proclaim his excellencies. And so there's this, this matter of um, our lives being lives of praise unto God and, um, and glory to God before man that the world around us would see that there is such a distinct mark on us 
that we are no longer wandering in darkness, but that God has shown upon us with this glorious light, and he has worked within us this transformation that needs to be um, not just verbally expressed, um, and certainly in our testimony, and our praise, and our worship, and um, and how we interact with people. Uh, in that in that regard, certainly we are calling attention to God in in our um, in our talk. Um, but there's also um, a, a greater calling that God has for us is that we glorify Him in our walk. And so Paul talks about this in several places. I'll just read a couple scriptures and then we're going to end. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, Paul writes to that church in Ephesus, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And so there's that idea of walk. <laughs> um, you were darkness, now you are light in the Lord. Now you have a walk <laughs> that you've got to walk. Um, you're children of light. You're a people of God. We have a responsibility now to walk in a particular way that brings him honor and glory. Paul then in, in Colossians chapter 1, 13 and 14, um, he says, Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. So there's that idea of walk again. And, and, and in that next verse he says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. So here's, here's our responsibility now. Um, we, have, we have come from darkness. God has given us um, his light, and he has shone upon us. Now he says we have a responsibility to walk worthy of the calling. He has given us a position in himself. And now he says, here's how you need to live. This is how you, uh, you, you present yourselves in every manner of life before the world. And so this is, um, this is our move from repentance. When, when we come before God with that brokenness, he brings to us this new life and light. And now we walk a different way. So during this season of Lent... <laughs> and our journey to the cross and the empty tomb, uh, we want to make this a matter of prayer. That's what we're doing uh, this week, and this is our prayer focus. This is a matter of prayer. God, we, um, we need to experience the transformation of, of our lives in such a distinct way, in a, in a greater way. Maybe some of us have been a little bit, of, uh, a little bit sloppy in our living. Uh, we've, we've been a little bit compromised and... Uh, we have not been as diligent to guard ourselves and our walk. And, and through these weeks, um, God, would you help us that we would walk in ever-increasing light and, and that our walk would be so distinct before the world that it would bring you glory and praise and it would lift up your name um, and that others would also be brought into the light because of the walk that we walk. So we're praying for you. Let's pray for one another that God would help us uh, in this journey, um, that we would glorify him in all of these ways. Uh, now let's walk in the light. God bless you.
We want to take a moment here and pray concerning what we've just heard in this movement from darkness into light. Ask just whatever you're doing, wherever you are, that you would just pause and take a moment for this brief meditation as we center ourselves on Jesus. Father God, we pause now and invite your presence to meet us where we are. In your mercy, we ask that you continue to reveal yourself to us and show us the depths of your goodness. In this moment, we stop to see the depths of darkness that we find in the world in which we are living. That there is nothing good apart from you. And on our own, we only fall deeper into the pit of despair. We bring before you the sin within our own hearts and the darkness that is within our own lives. And we pray for your grace to wash over us freely and fully. Cleanse us with your blood, we pray, Lord Jesus. We see the darkness that surrounds us and we come humbly before you in desperate need. Jesus, bring forth your precious light that drowns out the darkness and brings new life. Allow our hearts to be filled with the glorious light of the Holy Spirit. Let our lives radiate your presence, which has filled us to overflowing. Forgive us for living in darkness. Pierce our lives with your light, we pray. And as your church, let your light shine through us that others may see and know the goodness of who you are. Let us now see and experience your light out of the darkness, we pray. In your beautiful, loving, and gracious name, Amen.